Assalamu alaikum. Hi guys, my name is Amina and welcome to another episode of Learn Islam podcast. This podcast is where you will find information, discussions and enlightenment that will hopefully widen and deepen your knowledge of Islam, inshallah. In this episode, let us listen to founder and president of Club Hill, Dr. Raja Salim, as she shares more on how we can deal with mental health challenges. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me to share a little bit on uh, mental health and wellness, in, especially during times of COVID. Um, I think uh, what I do is I'm going to go straight to my slides. Uh, I want to really thank Adila for inviting Club Hill. Okay, so I just go straight to it. Uh, what are the main mental health challenges that we see during the COVID-19 pandemic? What I'm about to say, I'm sure a lot of people probably already know or realize it, but let's just put it um, together. Um, the problem with uh, the COVID-19 virus is the uncertainty of it all. You know, so a lot of people are still fearful about the virus, especially with the media reports of people dying. You know, there's reports of, say, for example, children in New York where they found that children with the virus developed some uh, serious complications, although it's very rare. So this constant media coverage on COVID-19 uh, is making a lot of people very anxious and worried. And also people are not sure when will things ever get back to normal? When will the economy get back to normal? It's all very uncertain. So a lot of people, and anxious so even people without anxiety may develop anxiety disorders those with anxiety disorders may have it worse but of course anxiety is a normal response to uncertainty also there's a lot of uh, losses that happen so covid has, has resulted in a lot of losses uh, especially loss of loved ones although in singapore we don't have that many but also the potential loss of loved ones the loss of income a lot of people has lost their jobs or, uh, or you know means of having an income um, the loss of personal space we're all cooped up and uh, especially people who live in uh, Smaller houses, uh, they may feel more claustrophobic. The loss of usual so social supports. So, so where before COVID, you can go out and go makan and go shopping and all that is gone. So this can result in people feeling depressed. Trauma is a, another uh, thing that we see happening um, because of the tension created by having to be at home most of the time and you know also as a result of perhaps loss of jobs you know aggression is on the rise so the the domestic violence happens abuse happens and losses are also very traumatic so we are seeing some vicious cycles happening uh, cycles of aggression and trauma at home you know and or we call this a violent cycle uh, depression addictions uh, someone is depressed, they, they smoke, they drink, they, maybe they indulge in computer games in order to uh, treat the depression, but then things get worse and, and then they become even more depressed. So instead of one mental health issue, you get two mental health issues, and then the cycles of anxiety and depression. Uh, very linked, you know, people who are, have generalized anxiety disorder, they also tend to get major depression and then so they get anxious depressed and then they be, 
feel negative and then more anxious. So it happens in cycles. So how do we take care of our physical brain, a healthy mind and a healthy body? I will start what Dr. Hanan was talking about balance. So certainly the mind and body cannot be separated. They are very closely linked. Uh, in terms of uh, nutrition, these are the two main things uh, affecting our, not just body, but also the mind. So when we talk about food, we all know about the importance of having balanced meals, eating in moderation. In fact, this is also um, a teaching of our prophet. Uh, exercise, very important. People who exercise results in release of natural endorphins or natural uh, painkillers, it produces pain relief and a happy feeling. People who exercise sleep better and exercise help people to stop bad habits uh, such as smoking and ga gaming. As Muslims, we are very, very fortunate to have very rituals that are really help uh, in our health. Uh, for example, we pray five times a day. So prayers is not just about spirituality. The movements, the movements that we do when we pray is a very good for the body. And so it's not just for the soul. Prayers are very calming. In fact, um, you know, I give an example, you know, the act of sujud. You know, um, when we recognize that when we sujud, the breath rushes to the brain, then you know, when you have a headache, all you have to do is prolong your sujud and the headache goes away. So I find prayers to be very healthy. So it's not just, uh, to me, it's not just a uh, uh, religious injunction, but actually helps me in a very holistic manner. And same thing goes for fasting. Fasting is very healthy, and uh, as a GP, I've seen you know, people who do the Monday-Thursday fasting. They are generally healthier compared to other others who do not fast. So this contributes to our health in every manner. Okay, so we know one in seven people in Singapore suffer from a mental disorder. Um, this has gone up if you compare to the 2010 study. So how do we overcome uh, the challenge of mental health as a society? Next slide. First, I'd like to uh, consider the why. Why do people develop mental health uh, uh, issues? And so consider the risk factors. So if you know what the risk factors are, and you know that will help to reduce uh, mental health challenges. So risk factors include, for example, developmental disorder like autism and ADHD. Uh, physical illness, for example, uh, like uh, if you have cancer or you are, you know, if you have um, kidney failure, that can be very depressing because the physical ill health certainly affects our mind and our spirit. And then with women, we do see uh, some women develop mental health issue when they have hormonal changes happening to them, for example, during pregnancy, after birth or menopause. But what I want to say, very important is also the family history. Just like other um, health conditions, um, our genes do play a part in our risk of getting um, a particular illness. Of course, you know, we can't do much about our family history, but uh, if we are aware, then we are more vigilant perhaps in uh, considering the other factors which we can control. So, for example, addictions is something that uh, perhaps we can be very careful about. You know? Smoking, alcohol, these 
uh, risk for developing mental illness. But I want to go through the big three, the stress, work stress, study stress, relationship stress, losses, loss of loved one, loss of a job. And uh, particularly, uh, I want to go to trauma. Trauma, unfortunately, happens, especially, you know, where trauma to the young, um, sexual abuse, um, physical abuse. These are big risk factors in terms of uh, someone developing mental ill health. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, uh, in this day and age, um, with digitalization, pornography, for example, is uh, readily available. And that's why, you know, you can, uh, I think it's, it's related to the rise in sexual abuse uh, that happens. The how. So how? What do we do? Consider what is protective. What I've listed here actually is does not just apply to mental illness. It applies to other illnesses as well. So if you want to have a healthy mind, we uh, definitely a healthy lifestyle is important. So we are talking about balanced diet and exercise, and you know avoiding unhealthy things like alcohol and cigarettes. Uh, having a positive outlook in life. That means whatever happens, you're always positive. That helps a uh, healthy mind. You know, when you talk about uh, Muslims, you know, I'm sure you all can remember the hadith uh, that goes, um, um, you know, how how fortunate the mu'minin uh, when uh, disaster befalls him, he's sabar. Um, and when when uh, something good happens to him, he's shukur. So always being positive, um, having good relationships. So this, especially within family, you know, if you have uh, um, good relationship with your family members, with your friends, with the community, that helps. Having people we can trust, we can go to, to share. Having clear aims and direction in life. This is our spirituality, knowing what we want. You know, that the world is the bridge to the hereafter. Um, and we want to serve Allah. And by serving Allah, we want to serve others. So it's very clear in the mind of uh, Mumin uh, that keeps a person healthy. But I want to really highlight volunteering. Now, volunteering is actually, to me as a Muslim, is linked to having clear aims and direction in life. Because when we talk about hablum minan nas, serving others, um, that is linked to our aim and direction. And people who who volunteer, who serve, who give, they're more healthy because they're happier. Um, uh, and uh, the other protective factor is to seek help early. I want to say that, unfortunately, when it comes to mental health challenges, there's a lot of stigma and people don't seek help early. People stay in denial. So that's why it's very important to remove the stigma so that people seek help early, just like any other health conditions, because the earlier you seek help, the easier it is to recover, to heal and recover. Next slide. That's how I was talking about the removal of stigma against mental a challenge is very, very important. If only people can see that a mental health challenge is not too different from other health challenges. So they will uh, readily seek help. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's definitely treatable. People don't see hope when it comes to mental health challenges. So they, you know, they don't uh, seek help early. The other thing is self-care. It is very important. 
you know, before we even want to help others, we have to help ourselves. And I'm sure a lot of you have know of the oxygen mask analogy, you know, in the aeroplane, when uh, an emergency about to happen, the stewardess will say, hey, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your loved one, because you have to look after yourself before I help others. The other consideration is accepting challenges. So, you know, if you see uh, problems as problems, then that's difficult. But if you see problem as a challenge and a, uh, an opportunity to grow, then, uh, you know, then we could become more resilient and it's a protective factor uh, against mental ill health. Okay, so now I'm touching on uh, severity on a personal and social level. Okay, what are the mental challenges? Um, okay, I've categorized it into four. One is mental illness, a disease of the mind. So we have anxiety disorders, mood disorders, psychosis, for example, schizophrenia, where you have uh, abnormal thinking yeah, and abnormal perception. You hear voices or you have weird thinking. But uh, having said that, uh, actually, there's a lot of overlap. Someone with uh, schizophrenia, for example, may also be depressed, may also be anxious. Someone uh, with depression may also have hallucinations, you know. Um, and that's why these are just labels that doctors like to put so that it helps them to select uh, in terms of the therapy that they think would help the patient. But um, in re the reality is that uh, there's a lot of overlap between the different types of uh, mental illness. And then there's developmental disorders like autism and ADHD. Also, when we talk about degenerative disorders, degenerative disorders, that means uh, it keeps getting worse. There's no real cure for it. And for example, dementia. And then addictions is another mental challenge. Addictions is actually very closely related to depression too, because uh, people who are depressed, they turn to addictions. Uh, they turn to substance and they, they might have a uh, uh, second problem. But of course, not everybody with an addiction issue has got depression. Okay, what are the effects of mental illness? So at a personal level, a lot of people with mental illness have low self-esteem. Is 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 due to the disability that, uh, that arise from the illness, but the main problem is because of the stigma that still exists. When people out there see people with mental health challenges as being a burden, and discriminating that makes things worse for that person so that's why once and for all we have to we should remove the stigma against mental illness there shouldn't be one if there's no stigma against cancer there's no stigma against diabetes or asthma there shouldn't be one towards mental illness okay on a social level uh, the family members sometimes get frustrated uh, because they don't know how to deal with their um, loved one with their mental illness. Workplace colleagues and employers, school teachers and fellow students. So the person with mental illness might may be may feel marginalized in, in at home, at school, at work. So we have a lot to do, but for me, the important thing is we have to educate, 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 so that people understand that like other illness, it's very treatable, people do get better. So how do we help someone with a mental health challenge? Okay, we have to listen, you know, show, that, give the person time to talk about things. Do not dismiss the person. Listen with patience and understanding. Be non-judgmental. You know, no one asks to be unwell. 
you know, this is the problem with mental ill health. A lot of people think, oh, it's due to a defect in their character. It's due to a lacking of iman. They wouldn't do that to people with, you know, others, other health conditions. So why are we doing that to people with mental health challenges? Encourage, encourage the person to practice healthy habits. Help the person to get appropriate help, if, you know, and encourage him or her to stay in treatment. So the basic message is to have compassion, to show kindness, to try even if you cannot empathize, at least be kind and compassionate and be helpful. Never ever ever be ju judgmental. Okay, at Club Hill, we have, you know, we have uh, what we call the recovery approach to treatment. You know? So it's not I tell you what to do, I give you medicine, it's not like that. So we don't focus on people's weaknesses. We focus on their strengths. What are the strengths that the person has? Because if you focus on the disability, that will just lead to worsening, uh, lowering of the self-esteem. Each, each of us has got our strengths that we can build upon. And the approach should be person-centered, you know, So because everyone is different. So in this person, maybe, you know, um, the main problem is perhaps, you know, conflicts within the family. Uh, maybe this person, the main problem that is that he's, he's lost a job. And, you know, if we get a job, we will help him. So it should be person-centered, but and very, very importantly, person-driven. So we don't tell, you know, our service users, uh, you know, you must do this, you must do this, you must do this. You know, we make, we help them, we coach them, we make them realize and we make them want to get better because when they're motivated and want to get better, they do get better. And that's why we encourage uh, all our uh, service users to share their experiences so that, you know, we can learn from each other. And so that's what we do in Pet Club. Uh, so self-care is very important. So to everyone, I just want to say, you know, in this big bad world, sometimes there's a lot of people bringing you down, you know, saying you're not good enough. What you do is not good enough. So it's very important for each one of us to have positive self-talk, to say that I am worthy, worthy of love. You know, um, stay away from negativity, negative people, negative things. Practice healthy habits. See the funny side of things. Singaporeans, you're too serious. You never see the funny side of things. You can see the funny side of things. They say things are not so bad and to seek help early. Okay, at HEAL, we have the acronym of Hope, Empowerment, Acceptance and Love. For me, these are very important ingredients towards healing and recovery. Never ever give up. You know, um, we all know no? Allah sends an illness, Allah sends the cure. So for mental health challenges, there is hope for recovery. There's no such thing as, you know, no hope. Yeah. So empowerment, tak kenal maka tak cinta. You know, understand what is mental health. Equip yourself. Not just the person with the mental health challenge, the family members, the community. You need to empower. Um, and you know, as many out there as possible. And I want to say that um, nowadays uh, there's a lot of information available. We just have to look for it. Um, at Club Hill, we do regular healing fence training where we explain, you know, uh, mental illness. So, in fact, the next one coming up is, is on the 4th of July. You can always, you know, um, learn from many organizations, not just, just Club Hill, but 
that's what we do. We try our best to educate um, the members of the public. Acceptance, accepting challenges, accepting, in fact, accepting the challenge of mental ill health because there's only stigma behind every challenge. Allah sends challenges so that we grow and become better. And love is very important. To me, love is perhaps the most important thing. How we treat each other as human beings, you know, how we communicate with compassion. Remember the risk factors, uh, we are talking about stresses and trauma. Yeah. So if we can communicate better with each other, we are a strong community where there's mawadda, warrahma, less and less people develop mental ill health. Okay, so where and how do we get treatment? So uh, there's a lot of stigma to seeing a psychiatrist. It's always good to just see your friendly family doctor. But of course, uh, if you, you go to your family member, doctor and and because family doctors are trained and they can channel you to the appropriate resources community organizations such as club hill if you're reluctant to see the doctor please call us 6899 or email us at info at clubhill.org.sg aic has also got a helpline especially during the covid challenge 1-800-650-6060 for our Muslim, Malay Muslim community, we encourage you to come to us and approach us. I just want to say that um, last year, um, Club Hill launched a book called A Worthwhile Beauty. It's really about taking care of our bodies, our mind, body and soul. Um, it's only $10 per copy <laughs> and uh, if you like to, you can get a copy from Club Hill and inshallah you will find it uh, useful because uh, I've written this book um, focusing on Muslims, uh, especially on the holistic way of uh, looking after our health. Okay, I think that's all I have to share. Thank you very much.